This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. tired yet you know i love this song this song by the swan silvertones and you know it's a gospel song and this is you know looking for jesus running for jesus mighty long time and you know what's not in this song any reference by the person singing or the people singing to jesus or god speaking to them and i have a serious question for you it's gonna sound a little silly but uh, maybe it won't sound silly. I don't know. But this, I'm totally serious with this question. Has God spoken to you? I mean, I know if you believe in God, they say God speaks to us all the time uh, through his acts, through the circumstances that he puts in front of us. But I'm talking about actual hearing the voice of God and saying something. And... What did he say? Now, I I believe in God, always have, and I hope to always will believe in God, or do. But I can honestly tell you, not at one point in my life has I ever heard the voice of God saying anything specific. Not, you know, to me, I've and I always viewed that as the way it is. Well, I pray to God. Um, you know, I'll ask him for things. I'll tell him things. I'll ask for guidance. I'll ask for wisdom. I will, you know, worship him. But he never, ever says, Frank, don't take the train today. Or nothing specific, ever. I've never had a voice say to me anything specific. Now, it could be because I am not, you know, devout enough. I don't know what the circumstance is. But and I never really thought about it because I always just thought that unless you're Moses or something, God just carries about in a vague sort of a way. And then I started to rethink this. I started to rethink this uh, a few months ago when mayor, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, started talking about God speaking to him. But he didn't just say God spoke to him. God told him very specific things like the equivalent of don't take the train today, Frank, or Frank, you will have a son. You will name him Carmine. Very specific. For instance, this is, I believe from April or May of last year, God told Eric Adams that he would be the mayor 30 years ago. Listen to this. And over 30 years ago, Hearing that message from God that I was going to be mayor January 1st, 2022. And the most important part of that message was God saying, you are to tell everyone you know. Because I don't want people to think you got there because of who you are. But I want them to know you got there because of who I am. 
Now, I want to be clear. I, I mean, I believe that the ma- that the mayor is being sincere there. I don't think he's lying at all. I believe that he believes that. But think of how specific that is. God not only told him that he would be the mayor, but he told him the specific date that he would be the mayor. And God told him to tell everybody this. I can honestly tell you, God has never spoken to me in such a clear manner. And I was with, um, well, so that's not the only time that God has spoken to Mayor Adams. He also told him specifically how to chronicle everything that was happening. And as I moved closer and closer, God said, write in your journal everything that you see that needs to be fixed in the city. And every night before going to bed, I make another entry in my journal. Now, think about that. God is, and I want to be clear, I am not questioning that at all. I believe the mayor is sincere when he says that. God not only told him to keep a journal, but he told him what to write in it. He told him to write everything that you see that's wrong in the city. Not what's wrong in the state, not what's wrong in the country, not what's wrong when you go to visit um, your girlfriend in New Jersey, just in the city. God is limiting him to chronicling only the five boroughs. And I thought that sounds awfully specific for God, who's, you know, worried about things, at least on the whole planet, but presumably in the whole universe. And that's pretty big. And I honestly became envious of the mayor that he's gotten such specific instructions from God. And I was with Curtis uh, Sliwa, the man that Eric Adams ran against when the news broke that God was speaking to him. And Curtis said, and when you get Curtis off the air, he's a different guy. You know, you, you talk to me off the air, I'm the same guy. Curtis is a radically different guy when he's not performing. And he said to me, he said, I mean, you know me, you know, I'm dealing, I, I'm encountering homeless people all the time. I'm encountering deranged people all the time. And he said to me, the first thing that all of these people tell me that are mentally ill is that God speaks to them. And I really do think, he said this to me seriously, he, I really do think this is an indi- indi- indication of mental illness. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's an indication that he's much closer to God than I am. He's not the only one, though, that has God speaking to them about specific aspects of what is going on in politics and in their career trajectory. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, in December, essentially said that God prepared him to be a new Moses. Here is the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, on what God told him. Again, this is from December. Uh, Actually, I'm not seeing this. If... uh, if you could just tell me what number this is, Matt, if we if we have this here. Uh, oh, I got it. Never mind. Mike Johnson on how God spoke to him. This is from December. And the Lord very specifically told me in my prayers um, to, to prepare, uh, but to wait. Prepare for what? I said to the Lord, you know. Um, I had this sense that we were going to come to a Red Sea moment uh, in our Republican conference and 
and the country at large. And, and he had been speaking to me uh, about this. And, and the Lord told me very clearly to prepare and be ready. Be ready for what? Okay, I don't know. We're coming to a Red Sea moment. What does that mean, Lord? Um, and then when the speaker's race happened and, and, and Kevin McCarthy, who's a dear friend of mine, was deposed, uh, vacated from the chair, oh, wow, well, this is what uh, the Lord may have been preparing us for. And so um, I, I was started praying more about that. And then the Lord began to wake me up uh, through this three-week process we're in in the middle of the night and and to speak to me and to write things down plans and and procedures and ideas on how we could pull the conference together and you know ultimately 13 people ran for the for the post um and and the lord kept telling me to wait 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 so i waited i waited and then at the end when it came to the end the lord said now step forward me so and there's a lot more to that he gets into some detail and i think the same thing about speaker mike johnson that i think about eric adams I believe he is being totally sincere there. So you have two men, two of the most prominent politicians in America, that say not only does God speak to them, God speaks to them with a specificity about politics and government and their career choice that is incredibly awe-inspiring. That's the only way I could put it. And I'm curious... Are they in the minority or am I in the minority? Does God speak to you regularly, as he apparently does to Eric Adams and Mike Johnson? Or was it a one-time thing? And what did he say? 800-848-9222. Does God speak to you or has God spoken to you literally? And what did he say? A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Hello there, David, in California. What's on your mind? Oh, how are you? Yeah, uh, Frank, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, so. was I was interested in a whole different topic, but it's funny. Uh, you, you ever heard of the word serendipity? Yes. Well, I kind of uh, go by that. And uh, there's uh, one time I was driving with my wife. Uh, we were living out in Colorado. Uh, there was uh, We were on a highway stretch late at night, and uh, we were on a stretch of highway that there were probably at least five miles between the, the, the ramps. And I realized I had missed my exit. And the, the interstate highway was deserted. So I just turned around and was driving the, the wrong way. I only had to go back about a mile to that exit ramp, and it was dead quiet out there. There was nobody coming. I stayed on the shoulder. But by God, when I got to this uh, bridge, I looked in there, and there was a, a, a motorcycle wreck. And the guy was laying, you know, in, unconscious next to his motorcycle. And there was no way to have seen that motorcycle unless I was going the wrong way up the highway. Well, so you so, believe that's God's way of communicating with you? Well, that's serendipity. Right. I sure saved his life. You well, know, I, sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, so I, David, I, I can, I, I've experienced things like that. And I think a lot of people have experienced things like that. That's a sign. That is what I would characterize as indirect communication with God. That's not what Mike Johnson is talking about. That's not what Eric Adams is talking about. They're saying specifically 
God said to run for this office on this date. In the case of Eric Adams, 30 years ago, he said, you will become the mayor in January of 2022. That's not a sign. That's not, oh, if uh, I had done this, then I wouldn't have done that. No, no, this is direct communication, which I've never experienced. Am I not praying hard enough? Do I not believe enough? Has this happened to you? A direct communication to God, something along the lines of, I don't know, whatever God sounds like, whether it's Morgan Freeman or Jess, uh, or Jeffrey Hunter saying, this is God, apply for this job on December 12th. That's never happened to me. It's happened to these guys who, and I want to be very clear, I'm not poking fun, I think they're being sincere. Has it ever happened to you? And what did he say? 800-848-9222. John, what do you have for us? You know, I had some situations in my life where um, looking for the answers, really trying times in my life. And uh, God spoke to me. I can't say the word God. I mean, there, there's something was told to me and put me in direction. And answers were revealed to me, exposed to me. Very interesting things happened to me. And I can say there is some kind of something was there that was guiding me to show me something that I need to see. And uh, um, there was a spoken word. I don't know if I really heard something, but I did hear something. I did hear something that led me to uh, to, to visually see something happen in my life. So I've I had this many times happen to me, and I don't think it's I don't think it's by accident either. So uh, I think guys like also the mayor, he's a little contrived his stories. I think he wants to think that's the truth. I think it's, <laughs> and the way he describes is always. It's always dedicated to like his political situations, but uh, with me, like I said, I had, there was some things shown to me, and I want to say I heard things, but mostly it was mostly expressed to me. So right. I See, that's, that's how I think it is for for me. Right. I mean, things are expressed yeah. to you, but yes. these guys are talking pretty specifics, and that's what I'm wondering: Has anyone else experienced something that specific of direct communication of? This is the time you should run for Speaker of the House. This is the time that you will be mayor. This is what I want you to write in your journal. I've never experienced anything like that, and I wonder if most people have. Or is this something that only happened? Maybe that's the reason that Mike Johnson is Speaker of the House and Eric Adams is mayor. Maybe they really were chosen by God. Um, Because that's certainly what they believe. I strongly believe in all my heart God said, I'm going to take the most broken person and I'm going to elevate him to the place of being the mayor of the most powerful city on the globe. 800-848-9222. Jay is in Cincinnati. Hi, Jay. How you doing, Frank? It's, it's more of a warm feeling, Frank. I ride motorcycles. We used to give uh, hot-looking drunk girls rides on motorcycles during the weekend in the, in the uh, bar section downtown. And I've had many close calls where uh, automobiles run red lights, and you have near misses. And once you realize that, wow, it could have been me. But, you know, after a few drinks, it's not a big deal. But uh, Right, but have you ever experienced God actually speaking directly to you in terms of specifics about your career or your life and certain dates and things that you should do? No, it was never like a... Uh, right, okay, so that, that's what I'm like looking for. Interview. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for... Someone that has had a specific communication 
like he has with Mike Johnson and Eric Adams. 800-848-9222. Joe is in the Queens. Hi, Joe. Yeah, Frank, I'll I'll give you two concepts and a suggestion before, uh, you know, there might not be enough time for a story. But one thing is uh, look for something that addresses a personal detail and see if that's sourced from your prayer as a prayer answer. So it's a detail that's personally you. Second, if you're thinking of get, you're getting an answer, look for a confirmation, which is like two witnesses or two situations that confirm the message. And then here's a suggestion. It hasn't snowed in Staten Island in 700 plus days. Say a prayer for 10 inches or more of snow next week, and if you get that answer, God's spoken to you. Well, so let's say I do that, right? Let's say I yeah. do that and, and it doesn't snow. Then um, what, does that, that means God hasn't spoken to me, I guess. Oh, on that issue, he didn't answer yes. Right. But, I, I mean, if you, you could tip the scales. I don't right. want 10 inches sure. of snow. Well, I bet. Week. Right. But, Joe, but see, that is, again, more vague. It's more of a sign. What Eric Adams and Mike Johnson are talking about are specifics. I mean, okay, let me give you a specific that's happened to me that's weird. I had an appearance, and I'm listening to, say, the radio, or it was the Alexa, and I had, this, this lasted 10 seconds, too. They had to be angels said to me, it's too loud, it's too loud, turn it down, talking about it. Uh, literal voice, literal voice. And I take that as a message that someone doesn't want me to lose my hearing. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, so that is specific. I'm not making this up. Oh, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Thank you, Joe. All right, so so we have one one specific divine communication. And I'm wondering what what Joe's doing that I'm not. I'd love to hear from God regularly. Directly. Not through signs. Right or, or metaphors or seeing things that I think God has placed in front of me, but actually like Eric Adams does and Mike Johnson does. I'm curious if anybody else does here specifically. 800-848-9222. Roger is in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Hi, Roger. Yeah, hi, thanks. Um, I, I don't recall any scriptures in New Testament, Old Testament, except for when God would directly speak to prophets. But um, in the... Um, Oh, actually, you know what? There is um, in the New Testament, uh, God told Peter to go over to such and such over to Joppa and you would find somebody. Well, first of all, to me, no, I don't know of anybody who has uh, ever received any kind of specific uh, instruction or message, anything from God. Now, I sometimes when I've prayed, uh, my conscience would alarm would go off. And, it, and I could kind of tell, you know, well, this is referring to me, or this is uh, what I've done wrong, or I, or the same thing if I see a scripture, I says, uh-oh, I says, uh, you know, my conscience would go off, oh, that applies to me in such and such a way. And, um, and I personally will consider that that's basically God... Right, me no, up about some family, I, I, I get that. I get that. But you know, like if you, I mean, I'm, well, yeah. I'm, you're familiar with the book of Genesis, Roger. When when God specifically tells Adam, "Eat of every tree in the garden, 
uh, except that one, don't eat from that one. That's specific. That's kind of like the instructions he gave Eric Adams. Now, maybe it's because Eric Adams is named for the first man, Adam. Uh, but I've well, never experienced a specific thing where God says, Frank, don't eat from the tree. Nothing like that. Or write in your journal about the problems affecting your county. Nothing ever like that. And I'm just wondering why if why God speaks to Mike Johnson, Eric Adams, Adam, Ezekiel, Moses, but not me. Well, you know, first of all, when you talk, when you talk about this politics and elected mayor, first of all, to show you how little God cares about us, and po- I mean, about this life and politics, is uh, with the whole uh, episode of the uh, um, paying taxes. And he tells Peter, go out, cast a line, and, uh, and, and pull in, and that's where he pulls the, the, the coins and, and the fish, supposedly, if that actually really happened. And uh, he's not, God is not really all that concerned about politics. Right, I wouldn't think lives. so. I wouldn't think so. Right. And so, but I, he's know, involved in the Speaker of the House race? Ago, yeah. You know. But, um, um, I was taught, my mother taught me a long time ago that um, there's a difference between conscience and rationalization. And I think what sometimes those people do, they imagine. All right. Thank you, Roger. 800 848 Joan is in Manhattan. Hi, Joan. Oh, hi. Hi, Frank. I'm too much of a skeptic or agnostic to have one of these experiences myself. But I love the story that Martin Luther King used to tell. And we've got Martin Luther King Day coming up on Monday. Absolutely. So how timely, right? He, he, one of my favorite stories, and I recorded it once because I wanted to get the language exact. He was talking about in the beginning when he started his work, you know, his civil rights work. He was in his 20s, and he had a particularly bad phone call that night. Someone threatening him in a particularly bad way. And he couldn't get back to sleep, so he got up, made himself a cup of coffee. He said, I couldn't talk to my father, who I would normally talk to at a moment like this, because he was traveling somewhere. So I spoke, and now this is the language he used, I spoke to that person that my father taught me to talk to at moments like this. And I bowed my head, and I folded my hands and I said, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing the right thing, but I lack courage. And then he said, and this was his words, it seemed I heard a voice within me say, Martin Luther, stand up for righteousness, mm-hmm. stand up for justice, and I will be with you. You will never be alone. I will never leave you alone. And I love that story. Um, he says he heard the voice within himself. Clearly, he doesn't say the word Jesus, but we know he's a Christian. We know he's a Baptist preacher, and he believes in Jesus. So he feels he's talking to Jesus. I would say, being like I said, the skeptic that I am, I'd say the voice, he said it was within himself. I'd say it's his stronger self talking, giving courage to his weaker self. You know, like we always have arguments with ourselves. Should I, shouldn't I? Do it. Sure, do it. And we talk to ourselves in our heads. And I think that's what he was doing. But who am I to say? Well, he said it was Jesus, you know. Right. Who were any of us to say, right, Joan? Thank you. 800-848-9222. Heidi in the Bronx, you have an instance of uh, God speaking to you. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, hi, um, Frank. So um, you're not the only one. I wish uh, he would speak to me too, but 
Um, back in 2000, uh, I had a very difficult decision to make and I didn't know what to do. Like before I went to sleep, I said, what should I do? What should I do? One night I had a dream. It's a dream. He didn't actually speak to me. This was in a dream. Well, that counts. Sure. And I, and I heard a voice and I still remember those words. And it's back in 2000. You are under personal guidance. And I saw a hand with some, I think, golden beige type of glove reaching out. No person, like a hand with a glove, like golden glove. And the words were, you are under personal guidance. And the next day when I woke up, I all of a sudden, like my worry, should I, I don't want to get into it, what the decision was. But I had all of a sudden a calmness and I knew, oh my God, no matter what I end up doing with this, it will turn out right because, you know, I had somebody tell me in the dream and I don't know, God, uh, you are under personal guidance. And unfortunately, um, you know, I haven't really had anything like I'm always waiting for things. Everybody's going through hard times and, and you know, we all, everybody deals differently with it. And, you know, in, in the today's life, you know, I have situations I have to sure. take care of. And I always say, God, you know, why are you not listening to me? And now I feel like that he's kind of abandoned me and I'm always waiting. Oh, please give me a dream or something. He doesn't. So I really don't know how it works. But I believe at the end of the day, there are always reasons, you know, why we don't get the answer. Maybe we have to wait for, you know, the right time. Maybe you're right, Heidi, uh, and I think I think your phone is uh, cutting out there. Heidi, thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. I think speaking to a dream definitely counts. There are many instances in uh, the Bible where God does speak through dreams. 800-848-9222. David in North Carolina, God has spoken to you. What did he say? Hey, Frank, it's wonderful to speak with you. Likewise. Listen, this is very simple. If you read the Bible and believe in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died on that cross, the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit that dwelled in us if we received him into our hearts. And through the Holy Spirit, we seek out God's direction. We pray, I guarantee, Mayor Adams, uh, Mr. Johnson, they were probably saved at a young age, believed in the Lord, um, turned their life over to the Lord, and through that Holy Spirit, they seeked out what direction. Lord, lead me. And I believe that's what they're saying. They're not saying an actual voice. No, no, I think they are saying an actual voice, David. I mean, if you listen, there's specifics in terms of dates and in terms of instructions. So I appreciate what you're yeah. saying, which is more in line with what I've heard from people that I've uh, spoken to and in from my own experience. But I think they're talking about specifics. I, I think they're seeking out. I think, you know, I can't tell you what they they're thinking of what they're hearing but i almost guarantee they're seeking it out eric at a young age he probably that was probably his dream to be mayor 
I don't know who the mayor was at, when he was young, but there's something in his life that said, man, I want to be mayor. And he started seeking that out. Mr. Johnson, I know he's a, um, he's a Christian. Sure. And, you know, the Lord led his path to the speakership, and he set, he seeked that out. David, I believe that's what they're talking about. I don't think it's an actual voice. David, thank it, you. I, I just want to get in, at least one or two more people here before we get to know him Layden. I um I think they're talking about an actual voice. Uh, that's what the way it sounds like to me. There's no ambiguity. There's no God sent me a sign or God gave me a signal or God gave me the strength or God uh, encouraged me or something directed me beyond my control. No, it's specific. 800-848-9222. Uh, Jack is calling from Maryland. Hi, Jack. Hi. How you doing, Frank? Um, listen, um, this is something that I studied a lot. I read the Bible for years, and I speak with uh, another Christian twice a week since 2011. I wanted to let you know that in the old days, before the Bible was completed, God used prophets like Samuel to bring his word to the people, and that was it. Um um, but the believers back then, before the Bible was completed, they spoke in tongues, and their God always allowed an interpreter to be present. In other words, to interpret what the um, was being said. Once the Bible was completed, there was no more speaking in tongues. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. Um, and I, my son had a girlfriend years ago, and she was a dad. I don't know how to tell my girlfriend this, but she believes her mother is blowing on her neck, her deceased mother, and it makes her feel comforted. He says, will you please have a talk with her? And I was a little like, well, you know, I guess I should let her know. So I had a talk with her, and I told her, I said, look, this is not your mom. You know, you have God, and you have good, and you have evil. You have Satan and demons. And a lot of times this is what would happen if there's these things manifesting. Um, it's just that you're right, Frank. You're not going to hear the word of God coming as a voice. Stay away from that. God is not the author of confusion. So I just wanted to mention that there's so much going on, and everybody says, oh, it's great. I had this wonderful dream. It was beautiful. I was floating to heaven, the gates, the pearly gates. Be careful. God is not the author of confusion. Somebody would say, well, how do you know that was from God and not the devil? How do you know it was good and not evil? Because it was beautiful. I saw all these angels. Don't be fooled. Only through Scripture can we hear God? All right. Now, well, I mean, if you're, going, if you're going down the road and there's a left and a right, and you're not sure where you're going, like the one gentleman said, um, that he ran right. into a motorcycle guy. Yeah, J- Jack, I, I understand I all. That. I, that. I understand all that, right? I understand all that. But if you look at the specific instances in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, and I'm sure the Quran and the Book of Mormon and whatever Bible you believe in, there's not just a couple of instances of God speaking to people. There's many. Adam. Noah, Job, Jacob, David, Solomon, Elijah, Isaiah, Hosea, uh, everybody, Peter, Luke, John, and obviously Jesus himself. Jesus is in a special category. No one's ever spoken to me the way God has spoken to Adam, Eric Adams, and Mike Johnson. And I'm wondering, does God not speak audibly anymore? 
as he did to those folks. Or uh, clearly, I'm missing something that Speaker Johnson is in tune to when Eric Adams is. We'll do one more and then we'll go to Nome. I know Paulie and Brooklyn will straighten us out. Hey, Paulie. Hey, Frank, let me tell you. First, you got a great show. I love it. I got to tell you, this struck, a, this struck me in my, in my heart. Honest to God, I'm going to tell you the truth. And this is in 1981. That's 1981. I was working stock at a hardware store not far from where I am now, Bat Beach. Let me tell you. And I, I was no angel. I had a drug problem. I did a lot of drinking. I cheated on my wife. I was a lowlife. I'm telling you, this is the truth. And I owe $1,200 to a loan shark. He caught me in an alley. He said, I'm going to break both your legs. Both your legs are going to break if you don't have it by, by Thursday night. This was on a Monday night. I go home. I'm crying. I'm trying to pack my bags and leave town. And Frankie, as I'm talking to you, this is the truth. I hear a voice. And I was a gambler. And I lost a lot of money gambling. And a voice came to me and it said, and it was the voice of God. He said, Yonkers, three and two, daily double. You listening to me? I'm listening. I'm eager to this know. the truth. And yeah. Frank, what's that? I'm eager to know what happened. Did you place that bet? As I live and breathe, as I'm talking to you today, and thank God I don't gamble no more. I don't drink no more. I love my wife. I humble myself to her. And we've been married for the last 43 years perfectly. And she's a great woman for staying with me when I was a lowlife. But I heard the voice of God. He said, I'm not going to let you get, get beat up by the, the uh, Lone Shark uh, Goon Squad. He said, three and two, Wednesday night, Yonkers. I went there, and I, I'll tell you the truth. I, got, I borrowed some money. I borrowed some money. I put down there on that night, I put down 200 bucks is all I could get because I was flat broke. The horses came in. They were 12 to 1. I won back all the money, paid off the loan shark. I haven't had a drink. I haven't taken no drugs. And I, I haven't cheated on my wife or done anything wrong in all that time. That was the voice of God. Now, wait. I want you to know, Frankie, I am not a political person. So comes years later, 2015. I, I turn on the TV and there's Donald Trump. And if I tell you now, as I live and breathe, Frank, that was the voice I heard that saved my life, that gave me the 3-2 on the Daily Double in 1983. Wait, wait, you mean to tell me that God's voice, the God that told you to place this bet, uh, that saved your life, saved your marriage, uh, really changed your whole life, that was Donald Trump's voice? That's what, and I didn't know from Donald Trump, I never followed the news or nothing, but... Where then it started coming around when he was running, like, you know, eight years ago. And all of a sudden he speaks. The first time I really ever heard him speak. I don't watch on news. And I, I swear to God, I, I got a cold shiver. I, I, I had a, I had a, I took the first half. I, I tell you the truth. I took a half a glass of wine. It was the first time I had a drink in over 40 years. I haven't had one since. Because that, that was what, that was the sound of God. And, it, and I didn't wow. hear it 40 years later. I heard that voice another time, and that was Donald Trump's voice. Maybe when uh, Trump voice when Trump said he'd be the greatest uh, God, uh, pre the greatest jobs president that God ever created. Maybe he was more right than people realized. Well, I'm telling you something. That was the voice of God. Wow. I only heard it twice in my life. That time, and when Trump spoke 15. Now, wow. since then, I've heard him. But Frank, this is a true story. 
So I don't know. You could call me crazy, but I think there's a connection. Wow. Hey, who knows? You may be right, Paul. Paulie, thank you Love for sharing show, that. Frank. It's the best show on radio I ever heard. Thank you very much. Wow. Uh, that's an endorsement from someone, a prophet, a modern-day prophet. Paulie in uh, Brooklyn, I mean, if they write another chapter of the Bible, it might be called the Book of Paulie. Uh, Noam Leighton is here. Uh, we'll find out how much communication he does with God straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. You know, this is obviously Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Um, We're talking about religion and God. Howard Stern said um, hearing this song was the closest that he's ever had to a religious experience when he was 13 years old. And uh, that was a major, major discovery. And it's his birthday, so it seemed apropos to to play that. 800-848-9222. We are going to get to your questions, but first... Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. From New York City, the other side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Hello, no. Good morning, Frank. All your talk of God fits perfectly into this study that I was going to tell you about oh. this morning from Real Clear Opinion Research. They do this every year where they take a study, talk to Americans, and ask them what they believe in. This latest study finds um, that 56.9% of Americans believe in aliens. That number is up from last year's study. 61% of Americans believe in ghosts. believe in the devil, and uh, 85% say they believe in God. How many? What percentage? 85%. Okay, well, that's uh, that's pretty good. Now, the numbers are skewed a little bit, and you might not be surprised to hear this. The highest number where people believe in God in America is down south. Oh, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. Yeah, followed by the Midwest, uh, the Northeast, and then the West Coast. 
They don't believe in God in the West Coast, I guess. No, not as much as they do right. down south. Okay. Um, other findings in this poll. That's uh, why they get hit with so many earthquakes out that's there. That's apparently why. Yeah. Yeah. 80% of respondents say they believe Jesus is God or the Son of God. 84% say they believe in heaven. Another 83% believe in miracles. Uh, 52% believe in witches. Uh, 70% of Americans believe in hell. So that's interesting. And then uh, the high belief in spiritual topics appears to be in line with this recent survey from the Pew Research Center, which said seven uh, out of 10 Americans believe in spiritual uh, beliefs in some way or being. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really be specific about that. But um, in terms of the God numbers, those are the highest they've been in the last couple of years in any of these polls. I wonder what that's about. I wonder, you know, what they attribute the uptick in God belief to. Don't know. It doesn't say in the study. You know, they just sort of ask these generic questions. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. I wonder. Uh, there is this Facebook page, and there's a lot of them all across the country that have become incredibly popular. It is called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? Have oh, you heard boy. of this Facebook page? I, no, but I've heard of similar entities, and I gather by the title that I know exactly what this is. Tens of thousands of women are on this page called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? They are based by city. So there's one in New York. In fact, it started in New York about two years ago, and it was a way to protect women from creepy guys. So the way this works is women can anonymously post about men who've done sort of creepy, weird, or just odd people or, uh, on this page. They uh, put up a picture of the person, real picture of the person, of the man, to warn other women. They put their first name up. And um, all kinds of warnings. So I was looking through this page last night. A lot of them are pictures of guys who are married. And it's women warning, hey, this guy is married. And there's this guy. And it's like a picture Mm -hmm. of somebody. His name's David or whatever. And then there's tons of comments underneath from other people who, by the way, have also gone out with this guy and then found out later that he was Uh, married. uh. Then there's more, you know, serious ones of people who might have been physically attacked. Of course, that's even more important. But most of these are just uh, pictures of guys who are just weird, did weird things on the date, um, did weird things or said things, mm-hmm. um, uh, were uh, needy, latched themselves on to uh, these women. And if you go to these pages, and by the way, every big city has one now. I mean, there are hundreds of these pages, and I could say hundreds of thousands of women following these pages, which makes it one of the bigger Facebook pages out there now. So you say, okay, this is great, probably good mm-hmm. for women to have this sense of safety. Right. Of course, when they go out on a date, then they're not going out with somebody who's just weird or creepy or going to do something to them. Well, fast forward to today. There is a guy in Chicago. He is suing uh, this, announced this lawsuit yesterday. He's suing more than 50 people and companies over these posts that appeared or in the on this website, on this, I should say, Facebook page. Are we dating the same guy? It is the first time there's been a legal battle over this page. He says that these women have said things about him that are wrong. Uh, they had accused him of ghosting women, which, of course, means, uh, you know, right. it goes out once and then he disappears. Uh, others say that he's needy. He says that he's lost income. I don't know how he's going to prove this, but I imagine he is. He's got these lawyers working for him. He's lost income. But more importantly, he says he's lost his reputation to date other women. And uh, I went and looked uh, at his page. It's still up, his picture of him. 
And it was amazing how many comments were underneath his name talking about weird things that he had done on dates. He says none of it's true. It's ruined his reputation. He's suing Facebook, a whole bunch of other entities around Facebook. These women, $75 million, he says he wants. Well, I don't think he's going to have much luck with Facebook precisely because Facebook and these other social media companies enjoy the Section 230 protection, which we've heard uh, a lot about in the past. But I also wonder, I mean, it, it almost strikes me as if you're a company and you sell products on Amazon, people can write a negative review of your product on Amazon. That's true. I, I mean, what are, you know, if he is able to even get this case to survive summary judgment, why would every company not just uh, go after everyone that writes them these negative reviews because this is basically what this is the equivalent of. You bring up an excellent point. It'll be interesting to see if Judge takes on this case. I don't see it going anywhere. The uh, lawyer in this case says he thinks he has something that they've ruined his reputation by saying by fa- you know sending around false rumors online about him. Yeah, I, it'll be an interesting discovery process if it even gets there. I am very. That's a fascinating case, and I haven't seen that anywhere as you always do. By the way, Frank, bring another another I, story. I, no one else has. I talked about. Just to make sure, no pictures of you on that. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I would like to think people would Tony say nice and, things. Tony and the other guys back there, well, I don't know. Yeah, have to go no, look and no, say, yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> what else do you have for us, Noam? Uh, oh, you know, sometimes we think we are the stupidest people in the world. You, you know? and me? Well, just Americans. Uh-huh. We're, we're kind of down on each on ourselves when it right. comes to education, right? There's all these reports that come sure. out that say the people around the world are smarter than us. Well, here's proof that... We uh, that we're not the dumbest people in okay, the world. I like that. Uh, the uh, in Taiwan, you know, they have this presidential race going on, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the campaigns they were handing out these bags of information about the presidential candidate, and in there they put these uh, laundry detergent pods. To say, and they said, here, each pod will wash 18 pounds of laundry, and it was part of this whole idea to wash away the administration yeah. there. It's now clever. you know, it's clever. yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have eaten these pods over the last week. Now, you know, we had that issue here. Yeah, the Tide Challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But these are people who thought it was candy. And in three cases, people got, and thankfully nobody's died, but in three cases, people have gotten really, really sick, ended up in the hospital, had to have their stomachs pumped. And so now this candidate, who is, by the way, relatively popular, don't know if they have a shot of winning, who's relatively popular, has now had to gone out and put campaign commercials online saying, hey, I know I handed out tens of thousands of these, uh, these pods, laundry pods. Don't eat them. They're not candy. I will say in defense of the people that have eaten them, not in defense of the candidate, because I've advised a lot of candidates over the years running for various offices. Never once did I ever encourage anybody to hand out something that could be poison, right. because it's, it's not a good look for the campaign no. if even one person consumes it. But um, these pods, they do look pretty they do. delicious. They do look like candy. And they smell good. Exactly. But you smell them and you're like, okay, this is detergent. Exactly. Right. But I could see kids eating them as candy. You think adults would be a little brighter, but no. And these were all adults, by the way, that have eaten these Very pots. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Noam. Sure. Have a great weekend. And now you know the rest of the story. 15 seconds of fame in a moment. We'll let you uh, be heard on any subject you like for 15 seconds. Start queuing up now. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. Other side of midnight. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. 
All right, we shortchanged you with 15 seconds of fame yesterday because Brian Kilmeade um, gave, you know, lengthy answers uh, and substantive answers. Good stuff. But we'll try and give you a couple, a little extra time today. We've got a great show Monday for you. Uh, I think Freddie Mertz is going to be here. I think uh, Jeremy Murphy is going to be here. And um, so we're going to delve in a little bit more to this Middle East situation um, as well. A lot of other things I'm working on as well for Monday. But first... The other side of midnight. This is 15 seconds of fame. Brandon, congratulations on your son's win today. Thank you very much. That was very nice for him. I, I'm surprised to hear that God's voice is the voice of Donald Trump. I always thought it would sound more like Noam Laden. <laughs> John. Good morning, Frank. John, go ahead. You got 15 seconds. Hi, Frank. I want to tell everyone listening, God speaks to all of us. We have to listen. We have to understand that we need to listen, and that's all we need to do. Thank you very much. Mike. Prayer is when you talk about it. You get your answers when you listen. God told me Alan West for president. Raji. He should have made the comment, you know, years before becoming mayor, not after the fact. Also, Adams should I ur- uh, should urge God, you know, to resurrect psychiatrist Sigmund Freud to save God from, from utter destruction. That- Jay. On the, on the Autobahn, the sign says, don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. Mike. Morning, Frank. Yesterday, I saw a CC outside of Duncan with a big bag of powdered jellies, sipping a hot cup of Brandon, probably on his way to, to his Trump bashing job for the day. Roger. You know, uh, we heard in 2017 that Trump put an end finally to the Y2K study. So for 17 years, I wonder where that money is going. Now I'm wondering where the money is going for Homeland Security, since the border is wide open. Where's that money going now? Larry. Ray. Nice tribute to uh, Russian Howard, um, Frank. And uh, my son, the same thing, cut his lip. I used new skin instead of getting him a stitch. He's got a scar. Rocco, all hollow, go to Gales, class of 75. Thank you. I'll be back Monday, God willing. Frank Morano, good day.